Did you hear? Why do people... Oh, I can't believe that's what you McCallin'. Hypocrisy. Education. No, demon in hell! Did you hear? Yo, what movie Your career the... goals! Why do children... Rebellion. What? Train up a child and... Oh, wow, did you hear? Jealousy. Joy. What? How it... Love. What? And the church discussed... Marriage. War. She talks about everything. Who? Who? Who does? Tell it all Tuesday. One of the things that I have realized through the years is that we have actually fell victim. And when I say we, I mean people, humanity as a whole, everybody has fell victim to this whole competing aspect from basically childhood. I mean, I don't know. Y'all tell me if I'm tripping. But from my standpoint, from the view that I'm looking, it is as if even babies will try to outcry each other. If one cry loud, the other will get even louder, competing for the attention of the parent or nanny or whoever. Just a competition happening between them at that age. And then it is instilled in us to compete all throughout our childhood and our younger years, whether it be things that are the norm like sports or cheerleading squads or going up against other schools, you know, things like spelling bees, essay contests and things like that. Everything has always been designed for competition to take place. The sad part is sometimes it gets to the point where even parents get involved and will have their children competing against one another. They will say things like, you can't be, why you can't be more like your brother or why you can't act like your sister more or, you know, be like such and such daughter. It gets so crazy that... It all is framed into our mindset and embedded in our spirit to compete. Now, here's my point and why I have an issue with this. When it is instilled in a person at a young age and it is just drilled in every area and in everything that you do from job positions to getting the promotion, when it has even spilled over into the church and we begin competing, competing for the attention of the pastor and first lady, competing to be like other people or to be liked by people winning brownie points instead of winning souls the issue that i have is that it makes it very hard for unity to happen in the body of christ and that's my main concern because as the body we are meant to come together unified to exemplify who christ is and who god is in the earth the spirit of competition is creating a division amongst the body. And until we address this issue and call it out for what it is, it will continually hinder us from moving forward as the complete body. I mean, it has gotten so crazy that this behavior is automatic in the simplest things. I was sharing with a good friend of mine the other day that women are very, very bad at competing. Unlike men that, you know, kind of stick to a basic realm of competing, women, on the other hand, are all over the place. And I'm just going to be honest. It's, it's tell it all Tuesday, so let's tell it all. Now, this is sad when you can have any woman. They could be any age in any age group, ethnic group. It doesn't matter. You can find them in a store or in a department store. And you have a rack of dresses, for example, that are the same. And there's only seven left in this sleek, sexy black style. And you made it to the rack first. 
Yeah, y'all know where I'm going with this. Let me show y'all how crazy this competing thing is. If another woman comes over, dares to look, even glances at your dress, mind you, that you haven't even paid for yet, there's a little pushback that happens and it, it doesn't even matter that you don't even know the woman. You will never see the woman again ever in your life. I mean, you guys can be two totally different sizes. You are five and she's an 18. What is the issue here? You know, it's like they didn't just make one. It's not just about you. It's not about... Who said it best? Who wore it best? Who did it best? And the sad part, once again, is that it is spilled over into the church. And we're now wondering who represents Christ the best? Who preached about Daniel better? Who exhorted the people better? All about the Hebrew boys. I mean, wh where are we going with this? Do you know how many souls need to be saved? What we have to do is learn to appreciate one another. We have to learn that we have a specific place in God that he has called us to individually and collectively in order for the entire body of Christ to become unified and together and then he will be glorified. Once we learn where our place is, what our voice is, and our voice is not the voice of Susie and Bobby and all these other people, but the voice that God has given you, your authentic gift, that God has given you what makes you unique. You walk in that and don't worry about what no one else is doing or what they're going to think about the way God used you. When you are able to stay in that lane, in that zone, only then can we become appreciative of one another's gift and give each other room enough to grow. There's no need for me to try to act like you or try to do what God has called you to do because evidently he called you to do that for a specific purpose. That is part of your frame, what he designed in you, your mannerism, your charisma, your personality, all that's your character, all are a part of that you play in this circle of life or body of Christ that we know it. All of that plays a part in who God called you to be. So we don't have the same personality. We don't have the same makeup or DNA system whereby we are Bopsy twins. So why would I try to mimic what you do? Do you? See, if I can do it better, it's just a crazy notion and it causes a malnutrition to happen in the body of Christ. Because now what God has actually called one person to do is not being fulfilled. So it leaves that empty gap because there's too much competition going on in that one area, which is normally the area that seems like it's getting the most attention. This thing is so heavy in my spirit because we will never get everything that we're supposed to get as the body until we unify. And I don't know about you all, but I want everything that God has for me. I already know how to get it individually. I'm trying to tell you all that some things will only come as a means of being unified. You can't knock a person because they may be called to preach to the ones that are already saved to increase their knowledge. You may be called 
called to the ones that attend church faithfully. But don't look down on the people that's called to preach to those who may be called to minister or preach to the lost. The ones that are not churched. The ones that have stated that they will never step foot back in a church. And then you have a whole nother group who may have, you know, been called to preach to babes in Christ. Who has never even heard about God. Who doesn't know anything about him. We are all called for a specific purpose. And this competing spirit is the key thing that gets in the way of Christ being glorified. We have become so trapped into this mindset that has been drilled in us that we can't seem to work together and appreciate and love on each other simply for who one another is. It may not be meant for me to dress up in fine linen, rayon and silk and bling bling everywhere, sequins and rhinestones glittering to go into the hood to go reach the laws. We compete over patty stuff, parking spots at the grocery store, who will get the first cup of coffee on the job, the line at the children's school, who will punch the clock first. It has gotten so bad that people will not even ask for help when they need it because they they fear that with them needing someone else is, is going to get them into a place where they're going to feel like they are uh, not competing or they're not up to par. That's ridiculous. That's right where the enemy wants us to be in a place where we are so confused and competitive, trying so much to prove who we are, that we are overlooking the fact that we need one another. We won't even ask for it because it seems like we're losing if we do. Do you not know that asking for help and being able to give help humbly give help is one of the most beautiful attributes we can have in God. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for the doing things in excellence, but let's be real. We know the majority of things that we do are not in the spirit of excellence, but it is indeed in that spirit of competition. And we're just going to call it out on today. We're competing for who looks the best, who said it best, who wore it best, whose online service is the best. You name it, we are competing in every aspect with little knowledge of the truth. And at what point do we grow up? Make up your mind that we're going to do this God's way. Hello? Instead of our way. The Lord's disciples even were guilty of this mindset as they came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, who is the greatest among us? And Christ responded with these words. He that is least among you all is actually the greatest. And I'm paraphrasing, but you can find this passage in the gospel according to Luke chapter nine, around verse 45 and following. It's time out for all this secret and open competition driving a dagger between the heart of the body of Christ. Stop looking across the road, down the aisle, round the corner, across the internet. Let's bring it on in. Cross the podcast stations, across Zoom, across LinkedIn, and across YouTube. Stop looking everywhere to try to see how you can top the next person and look to the hills from whence cometh your help. All your help comes from the Lord. See what he is trying to design in you. See how he's trying to frame your ministry. See how he is trying to use you because certainly he does not need another T.D. Jakes. He does not need another Joel Alstein. He needs you to be you. I'm off. My soapbox for now, for today, this is your girl, The Remnant. Hopefully this message is received in love. Till we meet again, stay blessed.